I don't know uh, what <clears throat> what you think of when you think of church. Um, as with everything, it probably depends on how connected you are uh, with it. Uh, for many folks, uh, as Alex was talking about, the mention of church conjures up images of um, old, dusty, dark buildings with uncomfortable seats, possibly images of strangely robed figures using incomprehensible and sometimes condemning words. Uh, for others of you, it may be the activities of church that you're aware of. The Sunday morning activities of hymn singing and Bible reading of sermons and collections. Or uh, actually increasingly these days, some of the more um, outward facing things like um, food banks and debt counselling and toddler groups or community action projects. For others of you, it will all be about the relationships um, as spoke have already uh, talked about so much this morning. We listened to a song just now uh, written by a guy called Matt Redman. At the time, uh, Matt was responsible for music in one of the largest churches in the UK, a church that also initiated and ran an annual youth event for 30,000 teenagers. Um, it had some amazing performance artists connected with the church and everything was what you would uh, look on and describe as successful in their church. But right in the middle of this time, the leaders of the church felt as if they had lost their way. Uh, and despite being famous for music and worship, they decided to stop the music part of their service for a while. As a reflection on that time, Matt wrote the song we heard. It starts with the words, when the music fades, all is stripped away, I simply come. All the paraphernalia of church had been taken away and they had to try and figure out all over again what was at the heart of church, what they were really all about. Over the past few months, uh, I think we've had a, a parallel experience in very different circumstances. Even for those of us that haven't had livelihoods threatened or have been impacted by the coronavirus itself, a lot of what we value and enjoy about life has been stripped away. The fun of being together with loved ones, hanging out in each other's houses, easily going out for coffee, hugging friends, is all gone away or has been severely hindered. Being stripped away is something I think we can all uh, identify with to some extent at the moment. For those of us regularly connected with Alton Baptist, the same has been true of church life. Uh, as we've said, one of the central threads uh, of this morning has been about the importance of relationships uh, in the life of our church and lots of the things that we value in relationships have have faded and gone away as some um, on Sunday mornings we've been reduced to seeing people in little boxes on screens uh, which just isn't as much fun as a hug and a cup of coffee. I, I love the friendships um, uh, I've been so uh, just greatly enriched in my life uh, by so many of the relationships I've got with folk at Old Baptist Church. Um, uh, <clears throat> and I'm very thankful uh, for those relationships that we have with one another. Um, but they are only the start and not the heart of what it means to be church. This is what the chorus of that song um, says. I'm coming back to the heart of worship and it's all about you, all about you, Jesus. I'm sorry, Lord, for the thing I've made it when it's all about you. It's all about you, Jesus. 
it's, it's quite a strange thing when you kind of like look on this this famous singer songwriter in one of the largest churches in the country seems to have this obsession with Jesus. It's all about you, Jesus, all about you. It's not about the singing or the music. Uh, it's not about the stained glass windows, the fonts and the pews. It's not even at its heart about the relationships with other people. It's all about Jesus, apparently. This is not a new thing either. We see this same realisation happening 2000 years ago. Gabby kindly uh, read one of the interactions that Jesus had um, with someone uh, from one of Jesus's biographies that was written shortly after his, his life on earth. As a tax collector, this man Zacchaeus was important, although uh, rather an unpopular figure um, in first century Israel. He was so desperate to see and connect with Jesus that he threw off the embarrassment of a grown man climbing trees um, just to get a glimpse of him. And how does this Jesus respond? Despite having uh, crowds of people following him, he didn't play on his celebrity status that he had, but he reaches out in friendship to Zacchaeus, albeit um, in what was from our 21st century perspective, a rather, rather cheeky invite to dinner. When Jesus was on earth, um, he was never about building an empire or religious structure, despite what the people that followed him thought. He was always about building relationships. Religious leaders of, the, of those days um, would always have a group of disciples whose role it was uh, to learn from and to serve their masters. Jesus always th saw things a little differently. In one of the last conversations he had with his disciples before his execution, he says, I don't call you servants, but friends. The closeness of that relationship was what Jesus created everywhere he went. People he'd only just met talked about him as if he'd known them all their lives. The most astonishing and for many uh, understandably hard to believe things about the Christian faith is that the claim that Jesus's followers made 2000 years ago is still made by his followers today. That Jesus's death wasn't the end of the story, that he came back to life and that somehow through that death and resurrection, we ourselves are rescued and can have a relationship with him. Although I um, started going to church um, around nine months before I was born, um, by the time I was a teenager, I'd uh, rather had enough of it all. <clears throat> I'd learned a lot of Bible stories uh, and I'd learned a lot about Jesus, but it all just felt like a set of rules um, that I really wasn't interested in, and I knew I couldn't live up to it anyway. So what was the point? Then when I was 15, I met some other teenagers uh, my age who talked completely differently about their faith. They talked to Jesus and claimed that he answered them. Not like a uh, booming voice from heaven, uh, but they felt so close to Jesus that they knew his voice somehow. I didn't really believe it, but I was certainly intrigued by it all. So I spent the rest of that summer finding out, firstly, uh, what the facts and evidences were about Jesus, 
or is it just a bunch of stories? But also talking to people and finding out if it was true and you really could have this kind of relationship with Jesus. It's a few years later, quite clearly now, uh, and I'm still finding out stuff. But I'm convinced that Jesus is not only real, but that he's a friend of mine. Uh, one of the main reasons I know this um, uh, uh, and know that it's, uh, it's real and not just made up is because, like any good friendship, it's not always comfortable. Jesus isn't just a comfort blanket. He doesn't just tell me the warm and fuzzy things that I want to hear. He points out uncomfortable things in my life and enables me to change them. He loves me exactly as I am, but he's my greatest advocate in helping me to continue to become more like him, uh, more loving, more gracious, more kind, more patient, those of you that know me know that I've still got quite a long way to go in each of these areas, but I'm getting there. And that's really what church um, is all about. It is about the relationships that we have with each other, but it's its heart. It's about this connection that we have with God himself in the person of Jesus. The mandate that Jesus left for his followers 2000 years ago uh, is what the church is still about today to introduce others to our friend Jesus and explain how they can have a relationship with him as well. If you've been um, kicking around churches for a while, this is probably quite familiar stuff to you. But if you're new to this, I just want to acknowledge that this is difficult stuff to get your head around. And I or the person that invited you to come along this morning would really love to chat to you further about it. Zacchaeus, as we saw, was changed forever as a result of his interaction with Jesus. And that's exactly what Christians claim today. That when we talk about Jesus, we're not just regurgitating facts about a significant historical figure. We're talking about a friend who influences our lives today. If this intrigues you, We'll give you a few options for continuing some of this journey at the end of our time this morning. 